and I remember walking in and everyone looking at me. My social anxiety would not have been able to cope with that. I would have but ran I just, home. I was so out of touch with fashion, I really was. And Did anyone say anything mean about it? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Lily. And I'm Georgia. And you're listening to a Spotify original podcast, G Thanks. In today's episode, we talk about all things embarrassing formal outfits, saying no to a toxic masculinity, and trying to hide your boobs when you go out without a bra on. So you'll want to be listening right to the end. So speaking of self-love, one of our good friends got a boob job the other day and she looks absolutely Bomb as Bomb hell. AF. And I was really excited to see like what I it had looked a like. Touch. Had a little touch. <laughs> Wait, did you? Yeah. What did it feel like? It felt like a normal boot. Like a normal boot? Yeah, it felt so good. And <laughs> she she told us about like because she can get different textures, different shapes. Different types. She got it um, I think under the muscle. Under the muscle. Sometimes so it's gonna look more natural. Yeah, sometimes when people get it above the muscle, sometimes it can look a bit too perky and yeah. like too unrealistic mm. and she got a teardrop shape also which is um they'll drop a little they drop a little like normal boobs anyway and they proportionalize her body and they look absolutely amazing and she got a few karens in her dms that had a lot to say about it even though her life has nothing to do with theirs a lot of them were just saying that it didn't look any different which it definitely did trust me she i saw did, them myself she just doesn't really show them off yeah and um a lot of the people were i mean some people were worried about her health which is nice but then there was other people who just were just voicing their opinion and it's kind of just like it's not affecting you so why do you care yeah all right karen go back home with yeah. your saggy boobs <laughs> Georgia. <laughs> Uh, they are probably be, just jealous. Yeah, it just seems to be people that have nothing better to do than complain about someone else's life. And I don't see if, if, you know, if it makes you happy, if it makes you feel more confident within yourself or whatever it is, or just something you'd like to do for yourself and you've always thought about it, go for, go for it, you know. If you can afford it and if that's something really important to you, then go for it. If it's going to improve your mental state and yeah. how you think about yourself, go for it. Yeah. So we're going to start off this podcast by playing Never Have I Ever Beauty Edition. Beauty Edition. Beauty Edition. Oh. Oh. I'd say me and Lily don't know much about no. beauty, bare minimum, like the basics pretty much. And I'd say both of our styles are very basic, bitch. Yeah. So Never Have I Ever Plucked My Own Eyebrows. Of course. Of I do course, it all the time. Yes. Oh, there's no other way. Yeah, there's really not. Waxing scares me too much. I those, feel like I'm going to wax off a whole eyebrow. Those shaving things don't oh, work. They do. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember I tried one once, I shaved half my eyebrow off. because You know those little shavers that are like, um, they're meant for eyebrow shaving, so they're really, really tiny. Georgia used one and just... It's pointless. Yeah, it's she just like, cut off half her eyebrow. It grows eyebrow. back within three hours. It is the most pointless thing. Just pluck. <laughs> I remember the first time I plucked my eyebrow, though, I like cried and I was like, I'm never doing that again. Like it really does hurt the first time. Well, it's because you your follicles are more deep because you've never done it before. Follicles? Oh. oh. Getting all science. Oh, the follicles are deep. <laughs> Never have I ever put foundation on with my hands. No. I have. <laughs> you grot. No, okay, I was doing my makeup in the car Ugh. because I was running late. That's like the same as putting sun cream on with a with a makeup brush. Fuck, <laughs> oh, Georgia. No, it's not. And um, it was just concealer, so it wasn't all over my face. It was just under my eyes. It was like quite a lot of it, and I didn't have a beauty blender, so I was just like dabbing it oh, with my hands it I just terrible. feel like I just feel like it kind of if you put it on with your hands it just spreads it around it doesn't really pat it into your skin yeah you know what I mean look it uh wasn't my finest moment um, no I've never no. done that 
Never have I ever cut my own bangs. No, but I was very close to it. Yeah, no, I haven't. Mainly because I'm just, I don't trust myself. I've seen way too many compilations of that going wrong. (laughs) (laughs) Where they look really confident and they're doing that like really silent stare into the camera and the smile and then it's just snip and then the, then shit hits the fan. So, but you did have bangs. You just didn't cut them yourself. Yes. No, I did not. Yes. I really wanted to cut my own bangs. Um, Either, I feel like. It's either after you go through a breakup or during quarantine that a girl either dies, cuts or shaves her head. And I was definitely going to cut bangs after my breakup. You paused between, like you do a little pause there. You were like, if a girl either dies, cuts or... (laughs) (laughs) I was like, oh, uh, no, that's what we do when someone dies. No, so I feel like cutting bangs is a bit of a midlife crisis thing. Like I definitely wanted to cut bangs after my breakup. Like that was something I was just like, I'm going to reinvent myself. Bangs. (laughs) She also, she went up to my mother also the other night, um, just with a sudden epiphany that she was going to get a tattoo (laughs) saying, love yourself first. No, it says love myself. It doesn't say love yourself first. (laughs) But I just couldn't stop laughing because the irony of that, like she'd spent all day crying over how much like I hated myself. <laughs> she hated herself. She's like, I'm going to get a tattoo and it's going to fix yourself. everything. Everything. Absolutely everything. It's going to. No, but it's like. Because I'll it's look- ink to my skin. That means I will always remember because I will always see it there. And I, I can see mum's point of view where she's like, Lily, you don't. You're not quite there yet and I want I you know. to be there. I want to get it when I'm there as like a reward. Never have I ever left the house without a bra. 100%. Yes. Of course. Yeah, 100%. Um, All of our yoga land runs just consist of a massive hoodie and just like covering my boobs with like, you know, this. Um, there's three different ways to hide your boobs. You put your two arms in front and, and hold it like this. Then there's the cross cross, cross arms. Cross arms, in, cross front arms of them. in front of you. So it acts like a bit of support. Hunched, hunched, hunched shoulders. Hunched shoulders. Especially when, you know, mum or dad has visitors over unannounced and you have to go out <laughs> to greet them um, and you've got no bra on, you got to do the cross and hunch. Cross and hunch <laughs> because you're worried a nipple will make an appearance and poke through um yes of course I have never have I ever uh messed up my self-tan oh yeah oh yeah uh mainly you don't fake tan as much as I do no but that's why I've messed it up because I'm not used to it <laughs> but I the other day I tried to do it and usually we get each other to tan each other's back like I just every now and then I'll just really can you do my back <laughs> and I'll have to go in and do her back and I didn't have Lily I was in a hotel room <laughs> And I tried to do all sorts of like contortion to try to get my back. And, and then I turned around circle. and there's this like patch where none of my contortion <laughs> skills could reach. It's like um, in the middle of your shoulder blades. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> just not, it didn't go there. But, you know, that's that's pretty much the only thing. Or just com- like streaks, like lines. Okay, this one time I picked up my dog. She was like a puppy. I was fake tanning for a dance competition. So I picked up my dog and she had poo on her paw. So not only did she scratch me and make scratch marks on my fake tan, she also put poo on, <laughs> on my chest. So then I freaked out and I went and washed it all off, but I had a fresh fake tan on. So then I had like this circle patch of where <laughs> there was scratch marks and just white because I had to wash that part of tan off. I swear dogs wait till the most inconvenient time. <laughs> to do stuff like and that. And I yelled out at Dad being like, quick, Mindy has poo on a paw, like, can you, can you help? And then he just goes, ah, oh, sure, I'll be right. And I'm here just with poo on my chest trying to, like, hold the dog. Mindy, oh, was... Mindy's 
Mindy's such the a name shit. of our dog, by the way. She's a cavoodle. And she's such a little shit. Yeah, she is. <laughs> Just the things she does that are so, like, unnecessary. Like, you know, when she needs to vomit, do the whole, like, <laughs> like that, was <laughs> that was spot perfect. on. That was spot on. Anyone who wants to use that for a bit of foley, for um, for a movie, uh, for a dog <laughs> go gagging, for go for it. You know, she, she won't vomit on the floorboards where we can clean it up. No, of course not. She'll... Do it on the carpet. Yeah. Or a nice fluffy rug. Yeah. Or my lot bed. A lot of depth. Or, or some sheets. She peed on my bed once. Yeah. She's like, it was like why a do all dogs do that? It's like and then she just sat on my bed like looking all cute. She literally walked over to the carpet to vomit mm. on it. <laughs> I don't know what it is. I think it's a texture thing. But also she hides, like we'll give her treats and then she buries them in our pillows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she used to do that. I think because she thought we wouldn't. We she thought we weren't going to come home. So she'd hide them. Don't anyway, we're off topic. We went from beauty to dogs. <laughs> And when we talk about aesthetic, what does it mean to you? Well, I don't know. I've always thought I didn't have an aesthetic. Like, I think aesthetics are like, you know, visco girls, soft girl versus bra girl. Like, that's a very TikTok. Yeah, that's a very TikTok version of it. But everyone's always like, I love your aesthetic. And I'm like, please tell me what it is because I have no idea. I know what it is. It's um, called basic bitch. Yeah. (laughs) I have have basic bitch syndrome. Me and Lily are very basic and we're okay to admit that. Yeah. Um, my favourite store is Universal. Very basic. But <laughs> very, very nice stuff. I want to try to get my style a little bit more out there um, because every time I see someone whose, like, style is real edgy and cool or, like, just, you know, I really want to get into, like, those, like, colourful, like, blazers and, like, yeah. the... Um, I don't know how to explain, like, the oversight. I, I don't know how to explain what I'm trying to say, but... I just think it looks so cool and I wish I was better at styling myself. But I think style, it obviously changes over the years. And I remember when I was 12, I made this book called All About Me because that's what you did when you're 12. You you thought you were like top shit. So you'd like made things (laughs) about yourself. (laughs) I made a scrapbook called All About Me. And I had pages on it like favorite movies. First one. Tinkerbell. <laughs> Second one, Tinkerbell and the Lost Treasure. I had this page and I remember seeing it and it was like what like I had drawn myself with my clothes on and it was like my style. And I had like, I don't know if you remember, but this was very 2012 fashion. Uh, when I was 12 years old, this is what every 12-year-old girl wore. It was the um, long singlet top oh, yeah. underneath a cropped top, yep. but you had to have a coloured singlet top and it went over your bum, you, so you had to keep pulling it down. The jean, the, the jeggings, they oh, weren't they yeah. weren't leggings, they weren't they jeans. Were jeggings. They were jeggings. Nice play on word there. They And they looked like um, jeans, but they were like leggings. And then you had your ballet flats. And then, of course... To top it all off, <laughs> a Supre headband, a plaited Supre headband with that you bought with a bag. What? <laughs> Do you remember? No. Well, I remember going into Supre back in 2012 and all I wanted was a plaited $2 headband because all the other girls at school had one. And I remember I also wanted a bag, like a Supre bag. Remember those pink Supre bags? The Supre bags. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Because everyone would bring them to the swimming carnivals. Oh, yeah. And I was like, like there was not a girl without a Supre bag. I was like, I <laughs> and I brought like a bloody Woolies bag or something like, <laughs> I, I was so out of touch. I was like, I just need this bag as well. And the girl hands me the back the, the headband with the receipt and I was like, 
so can I get it in a bag? <laughs> and mind you, this bag is like huge. Yeah. <laughs> she kind of had a bit of a chuckle and put it in the bag. And um, so that's where my style, I think, started. I really started to pick up like, you know, trends and things. Definitely back in 2012. And I remember thinking to myself. So how old were you in 2012? 12, most of the year. Yeah. And then I turned 13 in October. But I do remember just thinking, you know what? I'm never going to change. This is, this is my prime. This is my style. I'm never going to change. I'm always going to wear leggings. I st- seriously remember thinking that. Oh, no. <laughs> what about you? Oh, you um, pretty much copied me. Or we, or we did, yeah. the, did the shorts over the leggings. We did the shorts over the leggings. We had tights and then we put, like, shorts over them. I remember that. Layers were key. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was, like, the pinnacle of our fashion was just layers. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else can relate to that, like, head, super headband bag <laughs> thing, but that, I knew that was definitely a lot of kids. I don't know. I think that, like, my style... I feel like you definitely were stuck in the tween style for a lot longer than I was just because I grew up like quicker because I had an older sister and you like introduced me to older clothes or yeah. like I used your clothes. Oh, I had no one to copy. Yeah. And I, I could copy you. I had no one clothes. to like tell me that it looks shit, yeah. you know, and I remember in year 10, my year 10 formal. <laughs> oh, oh no. your dress was so bad. <laughs> My mum helped pick it out and no offence, Mick, I know you're listening to this, but I look back and I think, what was I doing? The dress was all right. The shoes. The shoes. Okay. When So these shoes, everyone else, in year 10 formals, you don't usually have like high heels. You usually yeah. have like a half high heel. Like, like a, a wedge. Like a wedge, like a little bit of a heel. Um, because it's just year 12 formals where you wear the high heels. And I remember just having this in my mind when I went shopping for a dress and shoes that I just really wanted um, some like white high heels and they just they just had to be white and they had to look a certain way. I didn't kind of realise that there were different heights in high heels and I remember going into the shoe shop and trying these shoes on and just going, yeah, that's the one. <laughs> they were so high. Like half a metre tall. They were ridiculous. They had like a, a platform Oh and God. a heel. And a heel. And the heel was like my... A lot my, taller than normal I was heels. on my tiptoes. Like yeah. it was ridiculous. And I remember walking in and everyone looking at me. And I'm thinking, yes, everyone's looking at me because I look oh, so no. good. <laughs> and then everyone was looking at my feet. And I was like, oh, maybe my, maybe my shoes are a little bit high. And I remember looking around and everyone was wearing like half heels. And I'm in these like platforms. And it, but just because I thought that was what a normal heel looked like, I would have died. I would have my social anxiety would not have been able to cope with that. I would have ran just, home. I was so out of touch with fashion. I really was. And did anyone say anything mean about it? Of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Oh, tell sure. us about that. Um, yeah, yeah. I had a few comments. Um, this I remember these girls like we were all sitting in, in this assembly and they're all kind of like pointing and like giggling, and. Um, this girl leads every goes, nice shoes. <laughs> like, and I look back now, I'm like, that was not a compliment. <laughs> no, yeah, that was that was really embarrassing. I just remember that. Um, and I just hope that no one remembers that or remembers me for that. Like, you, do you ever think back to, like, school and you think, does anyone remember me for that? I hope not. Oh, or, like, no, I've never thought about that before, yeah. Or, like, remember, remember a certain time that you've, like – remembered and thought oh, I hope someone forgets I hope everyone forgets about yeah. that yeah 
Yeah, that's definitely one of those don't one of those moments. I don't think everyone's going to be thinking about your high heels in ten years' time. Put it that way. Yeah, maybe not. Hopefully. So I think there's like a quite a large gender gap when it comes to style. I think it's definitely the society is getting more accepting to like you know the LGBTQR community and stuff like that. I feel like gender is not so much an issue when it comes to wearing clothes. Yeah, it's not so much applied to yeah. like what you need to wear. But there's definitely still a gap, especially like within schools and uniforms. Like like with my school, guys wear pants, girls wear mm. skirts. But in the winter, it was freezing and we're wearing skirts. Mm. So we actually all spoke up and we ended up getting pants for the girls for winter. So mm. Because stockings do nothing. nothing. <laughs> yeah, we like wore stockings. the wind always goes through them. I don't know. I think that's a really powerful thing that like, you know, it is starting to change and evolve. Like our, our school is allowing girls to wear pants. It's obviously still not allowing boys to wear skirts, which I think <laughs> should still – no, but I think that should be allowed. Like mm. if boys want to wear that, then they should be able to wear that. Like there is literally yeah, nothing that says skirts and dresses are just for girls. Yeah. Girls can shop in the men's section, boys can shop in the literally female section. Literally half of my T-shirts are men's T-shirts. Exactly, yeah. And like I like that – this generation is more accepting also of like men wearing more feminine things and yeah. it not being labeled as gay. Yeah. Them toxic masculinity. Toxic masculinity is like, is like now not is 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 now something that not people as prominent. Yeah, and it's something people kind of uh, frown upon, yeah. which I don't know. I I think it it is a good thing because um I think it's not the most important thing obviously to be the biggest guy in the room and like yeah. the most alpha male and I think it's important for like guys and girls to know that like they can just express themselves how they want, wear what they want, and it doesn't, you know, you don't need labels. Like, I mean, if you want to label yourself, go ahead. But it doesn't, like, have to, yeah, mean anything. Yeah, mean anything to do with gender. And kind of like like Harry Styles, for instance. Like, he, I love, I love how he can pull off literally anything he can I wear think anything he wore like a bright pink suit for his album cover yeah the, like i like he wore this uh no it wasn't a suit babe it was a it was a silk kind of like pink like bright pink shirt with like suspenders and like high like high-waisted pants like with like a fan bell bottoms or something and he looked so hot and literally every girl agrees i don't think i've met a single girl that's like nah ew Sorry, yeah. sorry, ew, Harry Styles, ew. Like, he just, he, he pulled it off. He looked amazing. And um, <laughs> Lily's gesturing me to, like, calm down. You're just <laughs> yelling into the mic. I can, sorry for all your earphone listeners. Mm. She's like, it looks amazing! <laughs> <laughs> it's because I love him and I respect him well, it's for also his music. Like, um, it's also Timothy Chalamet and just, like, people in the mm. public eye, like, are, like, you know, challenging gender norms. And I think it's amazing because, like, little boys who feel that way as well like are gonna have people to look up to there's more people who are like you know representing yeah exactly and like promoting that type and of i've heard him speak in interviews about it when he's been asked about like his uh fashion choices and things and like people ask him like you know so why are you doing it? and he's trying to hint anything and he honestly just says no i'm not trying to do it for shock value i honestly think fashion's something to like have a bit of fun with experiment. and ex- experiment and explore and i i think i honestly respect him so much for that and I think that he just looks amazing doing it yeah. I love that he can pull off an awesome suit he had like a silk shirt on with like lace gloves and he just looked so beautifully it was like elegant elegant it was like masculine and a bit of like elegance like mashed together and I thought it was amazing yeah and I think society is just like placing less emphasis on looks and like obviously we both work in the social media like world Mm. um and when I first joined social media I did feel a pressure to look like 
a certain person because when I joined I was like oh I don't have a niche like I'm not a makeup artist I'm not a comedian I'm not this I'm not that like yeah I didn't know what I needed to fit into so then I just kept seeing all these models and I was like okay I have to be like them yeah so I just idolized them and I was like gotta be skinnier gotta be skinnier like I've got to wear this I gotta wear that yeah and yeah. you know gotta like have abs like that gotta have big boobs like you mm. know all that like and for someone I think I oh, when did I start like 15 like that's very toxic and that that mm. it did hurt me a lot I was probably around 16 when I first started like a public Instagram I honestly think though that is fading out slowly yeah I definitely think it is and I think honestly more people that are gaining success these days are people that are very unique and individual yeah like Lizzo and my friend one of my friends a good friend of mine Maya um you may have heard her music she is just so beautifully unique her, her music is incredible and I honestly think it's just like a matter Go listen time. to Apricots by Mayer. It is beautiful. On Spotify, Apricots by Mayer. It is a beautiful song. And I think her style, the way she dresses, the way she presents herself, everything about her is so, so unique. unique. And she is it's just a matter of time before she explodes. I really think she's yeah. going to go places. She's going to be like Billie Eilish and just get millions of followers yes, in one night. Yes, because she's unique. And people people don't need to follow two Billie, Billie Eilishes. No. They don't need to follow two Troye Sivan. That's why, that's why famous people all have their own, like, niche their yeah. own unique and that's why they're so successful that's why it's successful because they're not like your average person yeah and they they're okay to step out of the box with certain things and mm. I think it's awesome but even like fashion trends move so fast like the, there's a whole thing of fast fashion and it's actually so bad for the environment like mm. the amount of clothes that are wasted because people don't buy them and they're just mass produced and then they just get thrown out like it is I think it's crazy how much water is used just to make one t-shirt that's true. And then people just throw them out. It's also stigmatized. Like Gen Z is stigmatized for, you know, thrift shopping. Oh, you're just you're such a visco girl. You're trying to like be like Emma Chamberlain. No, like thrift shopping is actually such a good thing for the environment. Yeah. And I think that things like that, Gen Z is actually speaking up and doing things that are good for the environment, whether or not they do it because of the environment or because they like Emma Chamberlain. It doesn't matter because it's still a good thing. <laughs> still helping out. Yeah. yeah, it's still a good thing. So I don't see why people hate on, you know, vegans, cyclists or, you know, people who just like to go to the thrift store hmm. because it's actually helping in the long run. Like yeah. I get when people get too opinionated about it and try to force it upon other people. I don't like that. Mm. But in the end, they are doing a good thing. Yeah. And I hate that like style is stigmatized and also frowned down upon um, when someone chooses to be different. So the, the generation below us, uh, which is called Generation Alpha, which we only just found out, generation with cyborg implants, yeah. <laughs> I honestly believe they are going to be the most amazing, accepting yeah. and well, awake, aware generation yeah. out of us all. I think our generation was definitely the one that like changed that for the next generation. Yeah. One of those things that I've noticed with the, um, the generation below us, Generation Alpha, um, is because we have cousins of that generation and uh, just the other day, like just little things I notice about that generation makes me happy. Like the other day I was showing my little cousins, Haley and Will, my merch and my merch happens to be pink um, with this lovely embroidered little quote and I was showing them both and Will and Haley were both like, yeah, I want one, I'll wear that. Yeah. And it made me smile because I was like, you know what, boys in like, and he's 10. Our generation. And Will is 10 and he makes me so proud that he just doesn't care and he can wear a pink shirt and he likes it and that is okay and it it always should have been okay. But back when I was 10, I remember all the boys used to be really, really against anything that was pink, anything that was girly. And it's just not that way these days. Yeah. I think 
still there's 10 year old boys that are like that but just not as many and I think it's it's really it's I don't know I think it's a good thing and like I think that fashion moves so fast these days because of social media so like people representing like you know guys just wearing pink on social media it's more accepted now because it's more promoted you know Mm. so I think that's why fashion moves so quickly is because everyone's seeing what everyone's wearing yeah and they can copy it very easily like I remember when um when I was younger, I had a little salon set up in my little cubby in my backyard and we had some neighbours and some of these neighbours happened to be boys and they were a little bit younger than me. And I remember painting one of the boys' nails just because, you know, for a bit of fun. And he went to school with those nails painted and he got bullied and he asked me the next day to wash it off or paint them a boy colour, he said. It makes me a little bit sad now to say, and he was such a sweet, sweet little thing. And, you know, he's obviously grown up and, like, you know, he looks footy and, like, they're the boys. And, and um, you know, I mean, he was always like that. But it is, I can definitely see um, with that type of age around 14-year-old boys, it does get a little bit um, toxic. With- yeah, definitely. So I read this article the other day and I'll put, like, the link to it in the show notes. But basically it was saying how the more you stare at your face, the more it morphs into something that you don't recognise, like it becomes more unrecognisable. And I think that's so true from coming from someone who obviously does Instagram as a job. I'll like a photo first and then I'll keep looking at it and overanalyzing it. I'll be like, I can't post that. Like Mm. my left eye is slightly... Slightly drooped (laughs) over time. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And there's just... I think that I've gotten a lot better with just kind of being like, you know what, I don't look like a model in that photo, but post it anyway because nothing has to be perfect. And the more I look at it, I know no one's going to look at it for that long. Yeah, they're going to look at it, double tap and scroll. Like that's literally what people do. And, And, you know, for our our jobs are to look at ourselves all the time. You know, like we're filming on a camera that we look at. We're editing our face from those videos, you know, we're posting pictures. And I will say when I – because when you film yourself um, on an actual camera – the footage is flipped around the right way, which most of the time when you film on Snapchat or Instagram of yourself, it's flipped. It looks like a mirror. So as in it's not, it's how you see yourself in a mirror, meaning how you're used to seeing yourself. But on a camera, when you film, it flips it to be the right way around, which was really, it's always really strange. Like I I don't think I've ever gotten used to it. When I edit myself in my videos, um, I can... It, it, it's strange to look at because my face is flipped around and apparently you're because you're so used to seeing your face a certain way when it's flipped around you can completely it completely changes your appearance yeah. and be, because of this um I have <laughs> I've have a few like insecurities genuinely because of just editing videos well, yeah isn't it like that that trend on TikTok where you flipped your face yeah that scarred me like yeah. I that's how I found out one nostril was bigger than the other <laughs> One of my nostrils is bigger than the other. Oh, uh, and a I guy. Think I noticed no, 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 that hang on. before that. Yeah, well, maybe anyway. And I never thought it was that noticeable, but I was talking to a guy on Snapchat and he goes, oh, it's, uh, it's really cute. I don't know if you noticed, but um, one of your nostrils is bigger <laughs> than the other. It's really cute. And then I was like, <laughs> bitch. Like, and I said, oh, <laughs> oh my God, it's so funny. Never noticed that. <laughs> I was like, that's actually one of my insecurities. And then I blocked him. So... <laughs> We, um, Why was, would he say that? I don't know. He what was, did he, he think you were going to say? Quick. I don't know. Oh, my God. Thank you so much for the compliment about my big-ass nostril. Yeah. Well, like, 
I was like, okay, block. Maybe he actually did. Maybe he had a thing for uneven nostrils. <laughs> Maybe it's, I don't know. They're each their own. Yeah, like I, I've, I feel like I've developed a few insecurities genuinely just because I edit um, my videos and see my face constantly. There's things I, you know, because you pick on yourself more than anyone else, I think. And my jawline, for some reason, I've always disliked it. A um, soft jawline. A soft jawline. I don't Again, have... that was a TikTok trend. Like TikTok trends literally <laughs> make me so insecure. <laughs> Just, yeah. And especially on one side, one of my, I mean, I got 4 million views for my wonky jawline. <laughs> it's not wonky, but for the fact that on one side of my face, I have no jawline. The other side, I have a slightly jawline. And um, I got 4 million views because everyone thought it was really funny. <laughs> and it's like, no, but what I'm saying is the the media and fashion, the fashion industry has also morphed into the beauty industry. And I feel like because people get work done so often and mm. it's really common, like it has made me question, like, do I want a bit of work done? Like, do yeah. I want something? Because, yeah, there's a few things on my face I would like changed, but I just don't know if, if that's for me. Yeah. You know, do you think that your physical appearance affects your mental health? Because for me, it definitely does. Like, if I'm not feeling like if I haven't been to the gym in a couple of weeks and I just feel flat and like I'm unmotivated, I feel unhealthy. I definitely feel a lot worse mentally. Like it just like if I don't like or if my skin is broken out, I get so upset. Like I feel very insecure and it definitely affects me mentally. Yeah, I mean I don't get uh, my skin's pretty good. I I don't and I'm really lucky for that. I don't really get any breakouts or anything. Yeah. Um, but I just don't feel very good with myself and I, I definitely think it does affect how you like motivate yourself genuinely yeah. the, way, the way you look and feel. And just to kind of sum this up, um, something a little bit of an icing on the, on the okay. cake here. Uh, you know, I, I'm not too worried about how I look because at the end of the day, like you, no matter if you're a supermodel, you're always going to have insecurities. You're always going to compare yourself to other yeah. people. You always want what you don't have. Exactly. And like, that's something I've kind of learned to accept over the years. But again, on being on social media, it does make it a little bit difficult because you just see so many beautiful people. And it's, you know, it's, it's hard sometimes. Also, uh, something that makes me feel a bit crap is sometimes when I don't have makeup on and I'm out in public, um, I have noticed the difference in when I get recognised um, when I have makeup on to when I get recognised when I don't have makeup on and it's quite <laughs> a big <laughs> difference. And it affected me a little bit because I was like, oh, do I really look that different with makeup on? And a lovely little boy that came to my door um, answered that question for me uh, and said, oh, you look prettier in your videos. Um, felt like slamming the door on that little shit. <laughs> yeah, he came to your front door at 8 a.m. You'd just woken up out of bed and he was trying to sell you cookies. The thing is, because kids will always be honest. Yeah, so like, you know it's So you know it's real. It's real. That, that one, no, I did cry about it. It's an eight-year-old boy. I shouldn't have mattered, but it was a little bit, it was harsh. Because kids are brutal and brutally honest. <laughs> <laughs> Let's wrap up this episode with some questions from our listeners. So how do you think your 10-year-old self would feel now that you are YouTubers? My 10-year-old self honestly would be a little bit disappointed because I want, <laughs> my 10-year-old self wanted to be a vet nurse. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> wanted to work with reptiles or something. Yeah, genuinely. you had weird pets. You had like a gecko. Oh, we've been through it. Yeah. It's fine. We had a whole episode on that yeah, one. Yeah, go listen. Go listen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think my 10-year-old self would just be like, oh, I didn't think that was coming. So when we were 10, YouTube as a Wasn't job was really not a thing. thing. Yeah. Yeah. So I'd kind of just be like, what was that? What is that? So this question is from Jamie. Do you have any tips on how to boost your confidence and be happy the way you are? 
so I do actually get quite a few comments about like how are you always so positive all the time how are you like you know so happy and something I really want to reiterate and I try to reiterate on my socials and YouTube um is that we're not always happy and we're not always positive. Like I literally social, cried this morning. Yeah. So <laughs> she FaceTimed me whilst I was in the supermarket saying, Lily, I'm freaking out. But, mm. um, you know, social media, especially Instagram, is just the highlight, highlight reel of people's lives. No one's going to post a picture of them crying, although I did the other night. So the influencers you follow aren't going to post when they're crying, lying in bed, eating fast food. You know, like they're going to post the highlight reel. They're going to post like, you know. <laughs> hey guys, I'm here with my comfort KFC. Uh, I've just had a really bad day of being an influencer. You know, people people don't do that. And, like, obviously we're both quite positive, happy people, but we both have our bad days and it's hard to show that online without getting backlash, being like, they just want attention and, like, you know. But I do try to show on my Instagram and especially on my YouTube, it's a lot easier to be more raw. I don't think it's hard anymore, to be honest, because yeah. people just are so much more open with it and open online. Yeah. I think it's almost, like, people are almost too open online yeah. these days. Yeah. It's easier on YouTube, especially for me, to be more open about it, though, because it's more raw, like, uh, you know, a lot of my vlogs, I don't wear makeup, whereas Instagram, I feel like there's a stigma around it where you have to have makeup on in every photo and, you know, look your best for every photo because it's about the feed, it's about the aesthetic. Last point is just, like, don't just assume everyone's so positive on social media. Or perfect, not. full yeah. stop. Yeah, or their life is perfect or their life is great because, like... There's plenty of people that I have followed in the past and seen in real life and talked to them and they are not perfect, I yeah. can tell you that right now. Their personalities... Yeah. Yeah, But in terms of being happy and how to boost your confidence, something that gets me through my hard times is just surrounding myself with the people I love and the people who are going to support me. Yeah, so just if you're having a bad day and you just can't get out of bed, definitely seek support and, you know, surround yourself with the people that you love because they're going to make you happy and make you feel loved. Last question is, what's your most embarrassing period story? I bled through a tampon in PE class and had to wear size 10 grandma undies <laughs> the whole day. <laughs> and uh, they sagged and I think they fell down through halfway through the day. It was just, yeah, not a good My time. worst period story is I remember when I first got my my period when I was 16 I was a late bloomer I think I've already said this um I was at a friend's house he was having like a little like friend get together thing and I wore white shorts and at this point I had I was still wearing pads and I wore white shorts and I bled through the pad onto the white shorts and I remember getting changed in in his bathroom into different shorts or something and I I can't believe I did this but I somehow left the bloody shorts and bloody tampon like bloody pad on the floor of his bathroom and I know like this this haunts me to this day it would have looked like a murder scene and I, I like I think I just remember thinking about it so much like I can't leave this here I can't leave this here I left my shorts and like everything on the on the on the floor and I remember the next day at school his sister literally just gave my pants to me in a plastic bag like wrapped they, they didn't wash it or anything they were just like well, no here is your absolute piece of crap you left in our bathroom oh and it, I was it was a, I think that's the most embarrassing thing I've ever done like it oh was I, I just couldn't believe I did that I was 16 how did I, you where did you go after you went to the bathroom I, I I I left I think like I got changed and left and I just don't know how I did that. No. How do you how do you, you leave your pants on the, oh on that Sorry, note? Nat. On that note, I think it's time to wrap the episode. <laughs>
Thank you for listening to G Thanks, a Spotify original podcast. New episodes come out every Wednesday at 5pm and we hope that you're listening next week. See ya. See ya. G Thanks is a Spotify original podcast hosted by Georgia and Lily Grace, created in collaboration with Amplify. Our executive producer for Spotify is Leah Harris, and for Amplify, our producer is Michelle Melky. Original music by Tamara Violet Partridge, and our show is recorded and mixed at Amplify Studios. Follow Follow and listen listen for free only on Spotify. Spotify.